Hello, welcome to LetMeBoreYouToSleep.com This is Let Me Bore You To Sleep, my name is Jason Newland Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes And this features (coughs) the background sounds of Andre the Ferret Andre Dooley Newland who until I pressed record was in the bedroom doing something he enjoys and uh, you can hear that background sound that's him climbing through his tube he's got a plastic tube and he's climbing through it I think he likes it because it's a tunnel hey where are you come give me cuddles let's see if he give me a cuddle I don't think he wants to I'm trying to grab him, but he's he's so quick. Oh, he's trying. He's biting me. Ow! Ow! He's really biting me. It's biting me hard. It's, oh God! I have got him. What are you biting me for, baby? Basically, he bites. It's when he's playing. He bites not hard, hard, you know. If he bit me hard, then it would be <laughs> very painful. I always let a smell off as well. It's a little, every, what they do, well, I'm not an expert on ferrets, I'm an expert on this ferret. But ferrets, they let stinks off, they basically. It's their their glands, and different times he seems to let it off. Sort of if he's, if he's excited, or if he's angry, or um, let's say if there was another ferret in the room, he would let off a pong. You know, it'd be the first thing he'd do. They'd both let off pongs, a little pong bomb. He he wanted to go. He's gone. And he did it last night when my friend's dog was up here. And he hasn't let off a stink for a while. But he'd just done one just then. But it was a little one. It was probably when he he was biting me, he probably let off that kind of... uh, He was in his little fighty mode. When I was when he was little though, when I first got him, he'd be letting off stinks all the time, like proper. You know, I had to open the windows. <laughs> really bad smells, not farts. You know, that's me. But he he was letting off. It's it's hard to explain what it smells like, but different smells. But once one day he climbed up on me. 
and that's him in the background now he's eating his food he's got some dry food so you've got some lovely background music is Andre eating his dry food and uh, and he does that and the reason he does that is because he basically inhales the food because it's dry and they're pellets they look a little bit like rabbit poo but very hard they're like really big vitamins do you know the big vitamins that are just a bit too big to swallow but you can do it but it's just a bit uh, I wish they were a little bit smaller now that's a that's a sentence that no one's ever said to me wish it was smaller so they he I think he gets it caught in his throat and he kind of sneezes and chokes and pushes it back out again because he's been so greedy he's trying to swallow it before it's crunched up Oh, I love that little furry poo head. And once when he was little, I remember this because it, I think it only really happened once. He climbed onto me. It was in the summer, I think. Well, it was, I was indoors, so I might have had a T-shirt on. It might not have been summer. Because sometimes, um, even in the winter, if I've got the heating on, then I can wear a t-shirt indoors. I'm not I'm not one of those people that wraps up and has the heating off and just sits in the cold and wears, you know, 14 jumpers. I I don't do that. I've I've had to do that in the past when I've had no control over the heating or when I've lived in a room without any heating. But no, I don't don't need to do that now. I think just keep it warm in the winter is a basic thing. Just it's like washing your hands after you've been to the toilet or washing up your plates in hot water, not cold water. It's, you know, it's just standard stuff, really. It's like having a roof. Having a roof on your house. It's, you know, it's not having an essential heating or not having it on is... For me, it's like sitting in a house in the winter without a roof. You know, it just it needs a roof. You know, it's nothing like that at all, is it really? Anyway, what he did is he climbed up, and this is the times when he was little, and he could just zip up my leg. He was like a little mouse, but he wasn't a mouse. But he, you know, he moved really quickly, and he just. He could climb up my trousers while I was standing up. Can't do that now. It's too. It's too big. He does sometimes. If I've got like tracksuit bottoms on, he can sometimes get a good cling with his with his toenails and his fingernails, and he can climb up to kind of my thigh, and then I just grab him the rest of the way. His little sneezes. He still does that thing that he did when he was a baby. Like he'll grab food from the bowl and then he'll run to a different part of the room and he'll kind of hide eat, I think is a, or secretly eat it. 
Oh, he's just grabbed one now, and he's gone through his, into his little plastic tunnel. I can hear him, he's eating it inside the tunnel. So no one can get to it. As if I'm going to eat his food. Mind you, my friend's dog does eat the food. But there's always food, I've always got spare food that I put back in there. So I don't know, I think it's... Because when he was little, when he was a baby, when I first met him, he was... I don't know, five weeks old, four weeks old, something like that. And he was with his brother. I was going to say his twin brother, but... You know, if they're born at the same... They're born, you know, the same time or the same kind of time period, then it's going to be his twin brother, isn't it? They didn't look like each other, though. But they... uh, Andre was kind of being bullied by the other one and the other one always got to the food first and pushed him out of the way so I think that's kind of imprinted on him and because now he's, he's the king he's the king of the castle and he has been for I don't know, nearly four years now. He's got this whole big flat to himself. Well, with me, but I'm his lodger. And he's got toys and everything scattered all around. He's, you know, he's 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 got that little um, bath. Got a little bath full of dirt as well, which he goes in every day and digs and stuff. Because basically, if I removed, if he if he moved out and you know got himself a, a new place, maybe got a girlfriend and got married and had kids and you know decided to move to get his own home, I would suddenly have a lot more space because all of his stuff, all of his toys, and there's a lot of them, would all be they'd just be gone. There'd be no paper on the floor. They'd be, they'd be weird. It'd just be strange. It just, because that's the only thing is having him here means that the place is a bit messy, and it's it's all about him. It's all suit set it up, yeah, set up for him. But once he's once he'd moved out, it'd be all tidy, and I'd get a new carpet and everything. But then he wouldn't be here, and I'd just be here on my own, <laughs> talking to myself, which I guess I am now. But I know I'm not because I know that you know you're listening. But I talk to him. I do every day. At least once, probably more, I'd pick him up and chuck him against the wall. No, I don't. I'd pick him up and uh, I'd give him a big cuddle and tell him how much I love him. And He bites me. 
and says get off get off leave me alone you can't tell me what to do and just you know give me food food I want food I want more chocolate and he's just yeah anyway when he was little he climbed up on me and I think I just had a t-shirt on and he let a stink off he basically let a smell off which basically was really powerful it was a powerful smell it was one of the worst ones I've ever known him to do he's done quite a few really bad ones really smelly ones and I put him down I said oh open the windows and uh, luckily the windows are quite big in this flat otherwise I'd had to knock a hole in the wall just to get some air in and then I walked into a different room and the smell was following me like uh like what's going on and I realised it was following me because the smell was on me he had destroyed the t-shirt it was literally melting in front of me it's like it wasn't but it was covered it was invisible whatever it was that he that smell he just rubbed it all over my t-shirt and it was awful so I had to take the t-shirt off so I think when generally when I normally take a t-shirt off I pulled the the head you know the neck bit over my head and then I take my what do I do I think I take my right at, I'm not sure if it's my right arm or my left arm first I know what I do is I'm I lift the neck of the t-shirt over my face and then I pull my right arm out so I've got to grab hold of the the cotton or whatever the material is that uh, comprises the t-shirt and I pull that off over my arm and then I do it with the well then once you've done that it just kind of falls off the other arm but then it can fall on the floor so it's probably best to kind of grab hold of it so it doesn't fall on the floor because then that saves having to bend over and pick it up although you can flick it up with your foot I mean I think when I was younger if I didn't have any socks on or slippers which I can't walk around with like that now because of him because he likes toes he likes nibbling on them I used to pick up the dirty clothing whether it's a t-shirt or whatever underpants maybe jeans maybe socks uh, garters bra you know whatever uh, I've just taken off and I'd pick it up with my toes where I basically I would put my big toe and well, I don't know what the toe is that's next to the big toe. I suppose like the second biggest toe. 
unless of course you've got I mean we've got two big toes generally one might be bigger than the other so the second biggest toe might be the left one the left big toe but I think I'd normally use my right foot because that is I guess it's not that I'm right footed because normally you know we talk about right right handedness or left handedness and I suppose right footed would be probably use that term if or when I was a professional footballer I remember when um, when I played for Man United they used to say when I first joined and they said uh, you know welcome to the to Manchester United and I said oh thank you they said uh, what are you looking forward to doing what are you looking forward you know I said well I'm quite looking forward to going on a tram and they said why is that you're you're joining the you just joined the world's biggest football team and you know you've just been paid 30 million pounds and all you want to do is go on a tram I said ah ah no I didn't say that's all I want to do I said it's a thing that I want to do if it was all I want to do that means that I just want to get on a tram and spend the rest of my life on that tram and no, no, no that's not how I want to spend my life don't put words into my mouth and he said, oh sorry and because uh, he had alphabet spaghetti and he was putting it into my mouth I said, look, I can feed myself well, technically I do like it when you feed me but can you not do it during the press conference he said oh, okay sorry JJ and so there's all these reporters and they're asking questions and Doris from the Daily Mail said uh, hi JJ my name is Doris and I'm from the Daily Mail I said, okay, that's, that's nice. How are you today? She said, oh, terrible. I asked, why? She said, well, I'm not, my name is Doris. And I work at the Daily Mail. How could it be anything but terrible? And I said, oh. And she said, what do you mean, oh? I said, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to say. Because... Um, I don't know I just I'm a little bit embarrassed really she said why are you embarrassed I said well I kind of agree with you Doris is a terrible name she said well that's a bit rude I said I'm just agreeing with you she said well actually Doris is a, a very popular name some of the most famous women in the world are called Doris I said name one Doris Day okay name two Doris Stokes 
Okay, name, name three. Doris Brown. Who's Doris Brown? She's my best friend's next door neighbour. Yeah, but not famous, is she? Well, she is now. This is being filmed, isn't it? This is being, this is being filmed live, and the whole world's watching. So Doris Brown is now a known person. I don't know. Does it does it work that way? She said, well, "Yeah, but you're you're famous." I said, "No, I only class myself as famous." She said, "Well, you just you just signed a big football contract. You're." going to play for the the world's best football team according to Manchester United and you, you're on television live being interviewed by all us wonderful newspapers and you get free donuts oh ok if, well, wait a minute did you say I get free donuts? Yeah, we all do. We, all the reporters and everyone, we all get free donuts. I said, I didn't get no free donuts. She said, well, yeah, everyone was on a table. There was loads of them, different glazed ones, jam. Um, there was one with truffles on, uh, which I thought was a bit extravagant, but didn't stop me eating it. And... Uh, yeah, it was really nice. Cups of coffee, tea, juice, uh, but not juice that you get out of cartons, you know, from uh, the supermarket, but juice as in proper juiced. What do you mean juice? You mean like steroids? No, I mean like steroids. Juiced as in like carrot juice or... You know, a juicer, a machine, you know, you put vegetables and stuff in and it juices stuff and it's really healthy for you. Ah. Well, where are the donuts? I don't know. We've, they're all gone, I think. So wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me that I'm the star of the show. This whole press conference is here because of me. Because the world wants to see me. Because you, all you reporters, want to interview me and ask me questions. And I don't even get a donut. Someone in the back shouted, you are a donut mate, you are a donut which didn't really make sense and I said look can't, can't I just get a donut please because I like them I want a donut and I started having a tantrum and I did I started rolling on the floor and, and just 
hitting the floor and just like donut, 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 donut. It's just the people laughing and someone chucked an action man at me, a naked action man, which is a bit weird because. I haven't seen an action man since 1980. The idea is, it doesn't seem like that's something that you would plan either. You know, you're going to work, you're a reporter for a big newspaper. So what, what's, what's my, uh, what job have I got today then, boss? Oh, you've got a lovely job. And you say, oh yeah, brilliant job. Uh, you've got to go down to the uh, O2 Arena. Yeah. And you're going to interview JJ, Juicy JJ, who's going to be joining Manchester United football team. Why is, why is it in o the O2 Arena then in London? Why is it not in Manchester? Well, the reason it's not in Manchester now is because I just said the O2 Arena before thinking about the fact that it was supposed to be in Manchester. So we're just going to go along with it being in London. Oh, so is there no O2 Arena in Manchester? I really don't know, son. I don't know. Uh, there might be, there might not be. I don't want to say there is, I don't want to say there isn't. There's lots of things I don't want to say, but there's lots of things I do want to say. But this isn't the time for us to discuss that. That's more of a therapy situation. So what I'd like you to do, me old boy, is put your trousers back on and get yourself down there. I'd like you to interview Juicy JJ. Now, you won't... It won't be like an interview interview, not one-on-one. -on -one. It'll be like a press conference. So there'll be a big table out in front. Um, yeah, and there'll be... Juicy JJ will be there. I think the manager of Manchester United, a trainer, one of the trainers or the head trainer or something, and... Uh, I think another member of Manchester United might be there as well. And, yeah, and we're going to have a lady um, in a bikini just standing by the table, just behind, and putting on a fake smile. What do you mean? Well, it's, there's a table with people sitting on it. And they sit behind the table so that the the press, you know, the reporters can see them and the news and the TV cameras can film them. No, I mean, what do you mean there's a lady in a uh, bikini smiling fakely? Well, yeah, it's uh, just a standard sporting thing. When they have it in boxing, they have it in motor racing it's just a standard thing well, that seems a bit weird 
I don't understand why, son. Why is why is it weird? Well, what do you mean by like? Well, why was she having a fake smile? Well, it's not going to be a real smile, is it? Standing up on stage in a bikini. It's December. And all these people with cameras taking pictures. Guaranteed not all of those pictures are going to be for the newspaper. So, yeah, it's going to be a fake smile. What? What? You mean JJ? No, the, the lady with the bikini. Why don't they have a man in a bikini as well? I don't know. Why don't Why don't you go down there and ask, ask somebody, instead of asking me? And one more thing: the next time you want to talk to me and ask me about your next assignment and all that stuff, and want to have a long conversation, can you wait until I've finished with the toilet? You just like wait at my office. I'm in the toilet. I don't need to be disturbed. This is one of the only times I get any space normally. Okay, boss. Sorry about that. That's all right. And can you just get out of the cubicle? Okay. There's not enough room in here for the both of us. Come on, go, go. Give me a quick kiss. Okay, okay, bye. And then he just walks into the office with his, you know. I don't think at any point he's going to say to his colleague, you know what? Do you think it would be a good idea for me to chuck a an action man, like a, you know, at JJ? In case, you know, if he has a tantrum. Well, yeah, if he has a tantrum, possibly. But no, I don't think, you know. It means going out and buying one. and Or go, getting back into a time machine and going back to 1983. And buying, buying one. And why has it got to be naked? Well, I don't know. Why have you got to carry a parachute around with you everywhere you walk? That's my business, though. It's got nothing to do with you. Exactly. We all have our little quirks, don't we? Eh? We all have our little quirks. Come on, Steve. Get out from under the desk. We can see you there. Yeah. Your little quirk will get you arrested, mate. Get off, go on, get on, go, go away, go away. So, in my thinking, he must have actually not bought one, especially for the occasion, but carries one around with him wherever he goes, carries an action man figure which is unusual 
I think one of the problems of being a professional footballer when I was you know playing for Manchester United City United City United one of them and uh, it was a big commute from London every day and when I joined I thought that's it's alright it's not a bad job really you know I work once a week you know for uh, I don't know 90 minutes every, every Saturday maybe once during the week as well depending on during the season um, if it's an away game then you've got to add a few hours onto that for travel but yeah all in all it's a pretty good pretty good uh, gig really and then though I, did, I was really surprised so I, you know I signed a contract the money went through and um, and everything was good and then Monday about I don't know 10 o'clock in the morning I got a phone call and it was the trainer saying Juicy JJ where are you? I said what? where am I? where are you? well you just phoned me on my landline phone number haven't you? yeah well your mobile was busy it was switched off well, if you just phone me on my landline number, where do you think I am? Okay, I know where you are. You're at home. Yes. Why are you at home? Because I just spent two million pounds buying this property. That's why I'm here. I just moved all the way from London And, you know, I've got a lot of unpacking to do. Well, I would do if I was able to get some sleep. And he said, are you still asleep at 9.30 in the morning? I said, it's 10 o'clock, isn't it? He said, I can't remember what time we'd agreed that it was. That's about three minutes ago. I've forgotten. He said, you know, you need to have some con continuity with these stories. You know, is the problem? It's the same thing, isn't it, with the with the news conference, the press conference. Wasn't it originally in Manchester, and then it it became at the, the O2 Arena in London. No one said it was the arena. You wouldn't have it in the arena, would you? But you'd have it at the O2. They do have other rooms big rooms for conferences and I think got rooms that can hold like 10,000 people are you sure? no I'm not but does it matter? because a lot of people that will listen to this won't even really care some of them won't know what the O2 arena is or what the O2 is because they live in another country and they have their own arenas and their own, you know, places. So perhaps they're not 
some people might not know that Manchester is a long way away from London. Oh, you think you sure you're not thinking too deeply into this? No, I've never thought deeply into anything. Apart from when I uh, go to Subway and try and decide whether to, you know, those sauces they have. So I can always kind of choose what I want to have in the Subway sandwich or roll, whatever you want to call it. The foot long. But it's the sauces. I can never just start, which one do I want? Do I want peri-peri? Do I want just, oh, which one? Which one? I think the problem is the only one I know is peri-peri. I don't know the names of any of the other ones. But I think they're in different coloured tubes. Not tubes, but you know, like containers with um, that can squirt the stuff out. There's a few different ones Maybe one's mayonnaise. That that would make sense. See, I don't, I don't have mayonnaise. Not, not a, not a huge fan of mayonnaise. I do like salad cream. I'm like, I really, really, really like salad cream, especially on with chips. Salad cream and chips is beautiful it's it's you know it's a disco was it a disco in my mouth I don't know it's kind of it's it's just nice I don't know why I like it so much I don't think before, like when I was younger, like young, young, I didn't used to have salad cream. But then in 2001, when I started working for an insurance company, I was working in a team. So there was a table and it was a how many people was there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Between eight and ten people, probably of us, working in the in the team. And every now and then we'd go out to the pub and have lunch. But I think at that time it was a small team. Then it got bigger when they started recruiting more people. And yeah, so I'm trying to think who was there. So there was the team leader, there was my friend. Then there was at least two others, maybe three. So there's about five of us. So we go to this pub. It wasn't it wasn't next door to where we worked. 
and there was a pub that was only like a few doors up. We didn't go there because I don't think they served food. So we went up the hill to a pub and I don't remember the name of it but they served burgers and stuff like that and that's what we would have. And the good thing about it is because we were with the team leader, our boss, is we could go back late to work without getting into trouble. Which happened a couple of times, really more because of the, it was lunchtime, and it, you know, it was, they were busy in there and we didn't get our food uh, quick enough to eat it in time quick enough to get back to work quick enough and so to have a couple of pints of lager and uh, burger and chips I don't remember anything else maybe a little bit of salad perhaps a Yeah, perhaps a like onion rings or something like that. Because if I was at home, I would probably have um, baked beans. But when I'm out, maybe when I'm out on my own, I would ask for baked beans in a cafe or something such as like that. But for some reason, I never order baked beans when I'm out with company. I don't know why, really. i tell you what I do like baked beans with. KFC. And... Uh, Although I haven't had a KFC for years, actually. There's a new one being built. It's not close to where I live. It is a bus ride. It's a bus ride or an hour and a half walk. And uh, I wouldn't walk an hour and a half to go to have something to eat. I wouldn't walk an hour and a half to marry a princess. I, you know, I just, it's too, just too far. There's a limit. I think 50 minutes, for me, 50 minutes is a limit. If anything takes longer than 50 minutes to get to, then it's, it doesn't exist. It's a, just a rule of thumb that I live by. It's a, it's a shame because the amount of pots of gold that have just been like 52 minutes away and I just kind of, I could see it, but you know, I look at my clock, I've been walking 50 minutes, I just got to walk, a couple of hundred yards, or a hundred yards, and that pot of gold would be mine, and you know, nah, I just got to walk back, keep to your principles, you know. The 
baked beans with the KFC are really nice. A bit hot sometimes, sometimes not very hot. And when I was, I think it was 2011, I lived, yeah, my university course finished in 2010. I got my, what do they call it? You know, when you go and you dress up and you collect your diploma or you know, your degree certificate. Oh, I forget what it's called. But I did that in November 2010. And then January 2011, I got evicted. Well, I got the evict eviction letter from my landlord or landlady. Um, and... So I moved, eventually I managed to move out. But I had to get, I got some storage in the yellow building or whatever it's called. It's like a, a place where you can rent some storage room where you can store things. And I rented a place out for, I had it in there for about four or five months. And I put all my books, and it's mainly just books, really. So that when I did find somewhere to live, I could just take my clothes. You know, just literally take a, not a suitcase, but just it, everything was kind of already moved, in a sense. But... Uh, I remember I got this, got this room, and I was trying to find places, but I just, I did, I didn't have, I couldn't find anywhere. And it was like, oh, but then eventually I found something, and it was a. I think it was on a website, rooms for rent or rooms to let or something like that. And it was this ensuite bedroom in this big house. I say big, it was quite high. I mean, it's very unlikely that you're going to kick your football onto the roof. It's it got a bit too high for that. And there is, as you go in there, turn left, there is a kitchen. And the kitchen was an okay sized kitchen. It's, it's a lot bigger than my kitchen, but it's not big enough for the amount of people that were living there. I suppose it would be big enough if it was a family, which was what that house was built for. It was a family house. It wasn't built for occupancy, multiple occupancy, because the facilities just didn't, 
uh, you know, the walls were really thin and it just didn't work. It just, the plumbing and there was too much activity in there for, you know, than would normally be happening. You know, there's couples living in there. So it wasn't built for the amount of people. But the kitchen was okay, but I never really used the kitchen because um, I know I just I spent so many years cooking in kitchens and sort of sharing a kitchen with someone and sharing a fridge and a freezer and only being able to buy enough stuff for a couple of days or because other people were also using the same space and you know sink full of dishes and the oven maybe being used so waiting for someone else to finish using the oven and the amount of times that I put something in the oven and somebody's come along and changed the heat of the oven put their own stuff in as well so I go down to collect my things so I've left it in for 20 minutes come down and it's hardly cooked because they've turned the oven down to like 180 instead of 200 and then they've put their casserole in there which was cold taking away all the heat out of the oven that had built up during the time that my particular food item was in the oven up to that point and yeah I had many years of that not not that one incident didn't last for many years you know the casserole went off eventually but uh, yeah the yeah so I just it was a nice kitchen but I didn't really use it and so walking in I don't feel there's anything on the right hand side but if you go if it went straight alright there was there was the stairs that went up and then there was a toilet downstairs toilet which was next to the stairs and then further up there was like a like a sitting room diner which is again really nice good size if you had a little family um, and there was a garden out the back again fairly good size if you had a little family it was nice a nice house for a family uh, if you had a couple of little kids it's you know it could have been nice a nice area close to town and but the living room wasn't really used because I don't know if you if you rent a room in my experience if you rent a room then that's your room and although I did make a couple of videos in there 
in the living room. But yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. It was. It was kind of one of those buildings that was really nice, but at the same time, it wasn't. It's a weird one, really. So going up the stairs, there was. What was it? There was one room on the right, which was the same as mine, so a double room, so it's a, a big room with an ensuite. There was a room next to it, which was straight ahead as you go up the stairs, and that was a big room as well. But there was no one suite. It was just, just a big, a big room with a, and a double bed in there. And then next to that, on the left hand side, and there was a much smaller room. But it was still, I think, big enough for a double bed. But it was a small room. And then you go up the stairs again, and then go up some more stairs, and that's where I lived. And as you go up there, there was my room on the right. Next to my room, there was a bathroom, which the people that lived in the rooms without an ensuite bathroom would use. And then turn left to go up, and there was two rooms. Um, one was an ensuite as well that was parallel to my room and then there was a room next to it which was just a like another small-ish room like the one downstairs so there was six rooms six bedrooms and one bathroom and one toilet at the bottom and then there was I'm trying to think. We had a few different people lived there. I was only there for like a year, I think. But there was what was there? When I moved in, there was a man living there on the right hand side room as you go in and he was singing a lot and then he, he moved out to go and work on uh, I don't know ships you know sort of uh, I don't know, tourist ships, you know, playing, just going on and doing cabaret and stuff, I think. The room next to him, which was the, just like a big room, that was the lady that would clean the house. She got paid to clean the house and other places. And then on the left-hand side, there was a room that... I 
I don't know if anyone was living in there at the time when I moved in. Then upstairs, it's my room on the right, which was ensuite. And opposite me, on the right hand side, there was a couple living there, a young couple. And on the left, there was a young man moved in, student. No, there wasn't. He wasn't there. No, there was uh, there was no one in there. But I think after about a week or two, no, maybe there was. But there was, uh, yeah, there was a couple moved in there as well. Another young couple. So when I moved in, there was, including me, there was one, two. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people living in six bedrooms. Does that make sense? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Anyway, people moved around and I think the couple living upstairs, one of the couples moved out. And then, because they were always arguing and stuff. And then, uh, uh, a man moved in there. The couple living next to them, uh, the, the man living below me, the ocean who left to become a singer in a on an ocean liner thing, he left, and the couple upstairs moved down to his room. Oh, originally, yeah. The lady living in the middle room, she was living in the small room. So she moved. So whoever was living in that middle room, I don't remember, she moved into there. And then a couple of girls moved in to that room. So at that point, there was. Me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people living there. And then the two females moved out, and a man moved in there into that room. The two people living underneath me, they moved out. And the lady who cleaned the place then moved into that room. So she had an ensuite. A man moved into the room that she'd been in. And yes, yeah, so all the rooms were still full. And then I moved out. 
I was so grateful to get out of there. Just, it was just too expensive really, but I didn't have cooking facilities that I felt comfortable using. So for most of the time there, I was eating sandwiches and takeaways. And I think I cooked twice. Actually used the kitchen twice in the year that I lived there. And one of my favourite things to do on a Sunday afternoon was to walk into town, which was only a short journey, go to the KFC get myself a big bucket of like a mixture of everything with sweet corn and baked beans and you know all that stuff come home and watch I think at that point I was watching was it Game of Thrones I think it was when Game of Thrones just first started and I'd be watching that on the computer and oh, it's lovely anyway that's my story of KFC my story of that room all oh, these other stories actually but I'll tell you another time take care and I'll speak to you very soon.